What's going on, everybody? Welcome to At The Dish, our brand new baseball podcast. Hello, hello. With uh, me, Tango, and uh, my co-host here, Noob. The show Noob. The noob, show noob. We can just go Are by noob, noob now. I don't know. It's not about... We I just mean, go by Noob. It's about the show as in baseball. I guess that's still why the game is called the show. But That's true. Road of the show was named after the show, so might as well... The show the noob. Sh- just the show noob. What's going on? Not much, man. I'm just yeah. excited to uh, to talk about baseball. I mean, off season is here and things are about to get in full swing with that. So the, the stove is about to be turned on on high, hopefully. <laughs> All the I don't way know, it's, on high. Yeah. Our debut episode. This is this is solid. Yeah, I episode like it. one. Good. How about them Rangers, dude? How about them Rangers? The Texas Rangers, the 2023 World Series champions. Did you see that coming? I did not see that coming. In fact, I don't think a lot of people saw them even making the playoffs at one point, like during the later portion of the year. If you would have asked me, even when they were playing well, like maybe a month after the All-Star break, if I thought that either team that was in the World Series was going to make the playoffs, I would have said no. I did not think the Diamondbacks or the Rangers were going to make the World Series. Me neither, man. Especially the especially the Snakes, unfortunately. They had like one of the worst skids of uh, of anyone. Well, besides maybe the athletics. But their whole season was a skid, I think. I think they lost like something nine in a row to start August. And then it was it was not looking good after leading the division. And then they were they finished the the season what like sixteen games back of the Dodgers or something, something crazy like that. Yeah, something crazy. I think maybe fourteen, but even so, that's still a really really far behind finish. And for a second there, I had a take at the beginning of the year where it was the Diamondbacks would have a better record than the Dodgers, and for a little bit that was looking really good, but. Uh, yeah, it didn't last the whole year, unfortunately. That would have been crazy. Like, I I don't know what it was. I didn't, maybe I just like, my faith was really lacking in the Diamondbacks throughout the whole year. I was like, I thought they were very much overachieving for most of the year. I think so too. I, I, I thought they were one of those sleeper teams that like, oh, they could be exciting, like a good come up, like this is the year they're going to come up, but not like get there. Yeah, so, they're, I mean, they have a lot of say they arrived early. super exciting young talent that's really fun to watch. Like Corbin Carroll was insane. Definitely, I can't, I don't see him not winning rookie of the year this year. No, uh, it's like it would be almost impossible to beat him out, even though Senga had a good year, but still, Corbin Carroll just did it all. Yeah, and I mean, James Outman, I think he's the third one who was in the finalist, right, for NL rookie of the year. He was, yeah. Had a solid year, but again, I mean, what Corbin Carroll was like the first guy ever to have 25 and 50 in his first year or something like that. I, I think, think so. That's an outstanding year and what he's only 22, 23. Yeah, he's going to be good for a long time. They got him on, I mean, what he signed a nine-year extension. Is that what it is? I think. I'm not even sure. I think so. I'm not sure either, but he's going to be good for a long time. It was almost like reminded... Almost reminded me of Alex Anthopoulos and the kind of deals he gives out. Alex Anthopoulos is a wizard, man. He is a wizard, man. Like, especially after this year, if you look at the production that you got, that uh, the Braves got from Acuna and Albies, and you look at their contracts, you're like, man, how is this even possible? Insane. It's insane, And they both still have, what, like five, four or five more years on the contracts, probably? I I think Ozzy only has a couple, but I think uh, Acuna is there until maybe 2027 
possibly. I'm not 100% sure on that one. Yeah, 800 million for eight years is all like, I mean, $100 million, nothing to scoff at, obviously. But yeah, 2027 looks like is the last year of the contract. So four more seasons. They that need to crazy. just extend them for life. I, I mean, I've got, I've uh, seen Freddie and Dansby in other uniforms. I've gotten used to it, but I, I don't think I could handle Acuna in a different uniform. You know, that's like me and and like Vlad Jr. and Bo. Like seeing either one of those guys in another uniform would be crazy. And I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens because are the, yeah. the will the Jays ever shell out for both those guys? Who knows? And see what kind of production it would we hurt get from, a lot. from them this year. But for both of us, which I mean, if you all haven't guessed by now, my favorite team of the Braves, my man yeah. Tango's team are the blue J- the blue Jays. The Sorry, blue, I can't even talk. The, the blue Jays. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm from Canada. It goes without saying I was born in the 80s. So I was a kid when the Blue Jays won their two World Series. So, I mean, word I got, I was born with three, le- three weeks left to go in the 80s. And I got into baseball exactly one year after the Braves won the World Series in 95. So it's like I didn't even get to celebrate because I didn't even care. Yeah, but you've seen them win the some since then. So I think you Yeah, yeah, 21. Right. 21 now. Yeah. <laughs> Got to experience a lot of success. I'm very, very lucky. Maybe like three years of my entire life where they haven't won the division or made the playoffs in some regard. So it's crazy. Yeah, and they had like Pittsburgh. the greatest offense of all time this year, pretty much. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. I, I did not think I'd be saying that I like the offense now more than I did back then when they had Chipper, Andrew, um, Javi Lopez, you know, guys like that, Hall of Famers. It's crazy. I mean, I just can't believe it, how good of a year they had. Like, they surpassed my expectations, and the expectations were pretty high. They were really high. Yeah, I think the biggest thing was, like, the all the kind of second-tier players and the years that they had. Like, even a guy like Marcelo Zuna, like, we always know he has power in it regardless of things he's done right. outside of the game. Um, but like he had what, like 36 or 30 something home runs this year. Didn't wasn't he? Something like that. He would, his OPS was like sub 500 for a, the first month. Everybody was calling for his head basically. Yeah. And then I, just, I went to a game in Kansas city, the Braves, Kansas city Royals, and the crowd was booing him after he had uh, just been terrible for the first two, three weeks. Oh, never mind. He had 40, yeah, I can't. 40 home runs this year. Yeah, they had three guys with 40, one guy with 50, and a couple other dudes with 30. Austin Riley almost hit 40. Yeah, Austin Riley had 37. Ozzy Albies had 33. And then even like, I mean, Sean Murphy was on a tear to start the year, but he had 21. Eddie, Eddie Rosario had 21. Even Orlando Garcia had 17. Like You didn't see that coming. Not at all. Even with Sean Murphy having just like a horrid, second half there was a point in early september i want to say when the blue jays did not have a single 20 home run hitter and i think the braves at that point had had seven like eddie rosario hit his uh 20th i think before anybody on the jays did uh we finished with eddie rosario we finished with. did you just say eddie rosario yeah hit his 20th before anyone on the jays did yeah I think That's so. It was like something like that. The Jays finished with, I think, three. Vladdy, Springer, and Varsho. Oh, and oh, man. Bichette. Bichette got 20. Speaking of Varsho, like... Do you want to talk I about it? I don't know if... 
we could talk about it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> People are talking. Are, are you uh, thinking what I'm thinking? What I'm about to say about like what happened last off season? You say it, and then I'll let you know trade. what I think about okay. it. <laughs> the Varsho trade for uh, Lourdes and Moreno. Is that what you were thinking that I was about to say? <clears throat> well, that's what a lot of people have been talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> like, obviously, being a Jays fan, I see a lot of Jays discourse on Twitter. Um, I'm going to say this, and this, whatever, call it a hot take. I still don't think it's a bad trade. I, I don't either. And the thing that kind of threw everybody off in the beginning was that it wasn't a straight up one for one. Like the fact that the Diamondbacks were able to squeeze out another player. And here's here's the thing about Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He's always like had potential to to be a really good hitter. And we saw it a little bit this year. He had his like he started the year off super hot and then kind of disappeared. Um, but he played almost the whole year last year, and the dude had five home runs all last year. Five. Like so, and he's this was the last year of his contract. So, you know, expiring deal. We probably weren't gonna extend him. So I'm like, well, you know what? We yep. we throw him in that deal if that's what gets gets us far. So like fine um varsha is a great player varsha is a great he's, player and he's great defensively what was his war this year it was like it had to be um, around three mm, 3.9 let's see on baseball reference that's a very good year and that's without having an ops above 700 so if he has an ops around like 750 next year an ops plus maybe over 100 and he plays the same level of defense, you're looking at a potential like five, six war player. And that's a hell of a good player. Like he still had 20 homers. His average wasn't there. His power wasn't there. But nobody on the Jays, no, there was no power on that team at all this year. So like I, I can't really, I don't know if I really blame him for that. Like, you know, he came off a 27 home run year, which means, you know, the potential's there. He's still pretty young. Like he's 26, 27. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously Very de- young. defensively, like, he got robbed of a gold glove because he played too much in center field. Um, That's so. Speaking of gold gloves, man, that that I mean, award is just horrendous. Eddie Rosario was a finalist. Yeah, it's it is what it is. But yeah, like Varsho not winning one feels like a travesty because he led all of baseball in defensive runs saved. Like not just the American League, not just all of baseball. Uh, he was number one. He had That's I think wild. like twenty seven. Defensive run save, but he played almost 50-50 in center field because Kiermaier was injured for a bit. And when we were facing lefties, we didn't want to run out two lefties in the lineup. So both left-handed hitters. Uh, and Kiermaier won the gold glove in center. So, like, I'm that not mad about nuts, that. Man. Um, but I think... Playing, like, half the games. Yeah, playing, like, half the games. He won the gold glove. That's two, crazy. Two-thirds, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, Varshal, amazing defensively. And, like... Moreno didn't have a great year. He had an okay year, like regular season. Yeah. He hit some time. He had, he had timely hits in the playoffs. Both of them did, him and Guriel. So then it's just like everything exactly. is just, you know, just a uh, recency bias. If he yeah. doesn't do that well in the playoffs, no one's talking about this trade in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Hindsight's always 2020. Even if, if like, Var- do the Blue Jays <clears throat> get to the playoffs with, or get further in the playoffs with those two guys? No. They don't. I don't even think they yeah. make the playoffs with those two guys, to be honest. I think you're um, probably right. Or it would have been like maybe. I think Teoscar was the worst bat to lose out of the three of those guys, and even him being on the team wouldn't have made much difference 
to us this year because like the problem wasn't who we brought in. It was Vlad Springer, Alejandro Kirk, Bo Bichette, Matt Chapman, all having like below career or worse years than last year. All of them. Like, yeah, even Bo was like great for 70% of the season, but his like his OPS plus and I think WRC plus were both lower than last year. So like, support your players got to perform. Yeah. Like our core players. Like if they don't yeah, do it, it doesn't, doesn't help when you're like superstars and, you know, award caliber players are not doing well, then you're not going to do very well as a team. Yeah. And most of the guys we brought in like Brown and belt and Kevin Kiermeyer, I'd say both exceeded expectations. They both just kind of got injured at the wrong time of the year, but, and same with Danny Jansen, Danny Jansen, I think is especially power wise. He's like the most important hitter on the Jays and he was he missed half the years. Yeah, he had a what not in 23 but 22 he had he went off as far as power goes like 20 bombs maybe. Uh, like no, 300 ABs. He set a career high for home runs this year. This year, okay. Yeah. So he played well, he played 72 games last year, hit 15 home runs. He played 86 this year and hit 17. He was actually better last year. Uh, played a little bit less. I mean, 14 games less, but um, 142 OPS plus last year. But if you look at, I mean, basically still hit, very good. his last two seasons, like Danny Jansen's last two seasons, is basically it's 158 games. So almost a full season, 32 home runs, like pretty solid. Looking at so, like a 120-ish OPS plus, like an over 800 OPS. Yeah. That's a very good player. So like missing this guy down the stretch was tough for us. And that's the other thing with the, with the whole trade. Like Gabriel Moreno wouldn't have played this year. We, we had Alejandro Kirk who came off a silver slugger season, regress. Like, but you have, yep. you still have Danny Jansen and Kirk on the team. Like if we would have kept three catchers and had Moreno, like maybe he plays... 15 games this year. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think he, like, I don't think he would have had enough chance to like show what he could do for him to actually earn playing time. Or he would have just, he would have maybe played a bunch in AAA and like killed it there. And then maybe got called up. It's kind of what happened last year. But like, that's the other thing with this whole thing with the Jays. Like we had all these guys on our team in 2022 and the offense was amazing. We, and we, did just as good in the playoffs. Like, it, like we needed to switch yep. some, something up. So I were don't they mind. home in the playoffs at all? We were at home last year against Seattle. Okay, that was the uh, the infamous eight one game. But we were not going to talk about that. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about that. But we can move on. You know, what, maybe that, that's different. A, that's a good a good point though. Is like. The reason why we lost that game wasn't because scoring runs. It was because of our defense and our and our bullpen, which are two things that were massively improved in 2023. And then all of a sudden our offense regressed. Like, I don't know. I still think, well, we'll see who, what team we end up with by the time the this opening day rolls around. But last year, I even halfway through the year, I would have said that the Blue Jays had the highest ceiling in the entire league, but we just didn't come even close to the potential. I agree. I agree. Like, I think a lot of people picked them as favorites to win the East mm -hmm. in 23. A lot of people. Oh, yeah. yeah I saw a like a lot of early World Series, at least like making it to the World Series predictions. Some people choosing them to win it. Yeah. But I could have told it's you also 
two weeks into the season. They were not going to do anything in the playoffs again. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy how you were right about that. Like, when you when you know you know, and if you've watched enough, you can just you can just see it happening. And just like the first game of the year, Alec Manoa coming off you know arguably a Cy Young year, just gets absolutely lit up. The first game of the year, yeah, it's not good to see. After it's not good to see at yeah. all. And then because he yeah he started the very first game of the year, which was in St. Louis. And then he started our home opener and it was like almost the same thing. We ended up winning the game, but it was like, actually I think we won both games, but he's still like, it was just like, Ooh, this is not good. And then obviously like the whole rest of the year happened with him. And that's a whole nother, uh, who would have thought that the, that the Jay starting pitching would be their strength with Manoa going down like that with Manoa gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's but- crazy. He was, like heavy or like top five Cy Young favorite in the AL coming into the year, I feel like. Yeah. Very, very good pitcher. I don't think anybody had any faith in Yusei Kikuchi and not much in Jose Barrios coming into 2023. And both of them have I'll tell you really who had faith so- in. I'll tell you who had faith in Yusei Kikuchi. Who's that? This guy. Did you? This guy right here. Had him on the fantasy team. Did very, very well for you, boy. Man, he Despite had, he my was, below 500 winning percentage in the was, league. He was great. He was great. He was very good. Saw him pitch live. It was nice. Solid. I did not know he threw as hard as he did. Did not know he had that type of velocity. Yeah, he'll get up to 97. It's pretty good. Pretty good. And his uh, curveball was really good this year. He was good. I mean, like lots of our starters were kind of up and down. And the Blue Jays as a whole, I think we had the worst plus minus in the first inning or like run differential in the whole league or like something like that. It was bad. We just, our guys like would just give up runs and we would never score in the first. We were down like all the time. And it was just, that's tough. I, I can't say I know anything about that. Yeah. The Braves, what you guys averaged like five runs in the first? <laughs> it felt like <laughs> something like that. Like, it was, it was so good. I it swear. was so good. I loved it. Every loved time I check the, the scores it'd be like Braves two nothing already in the first. I'm like, this is like, like it's he's just getting on base. Like he swipes second. Someone comes up, drives him in. Doesn't even need to be like a double in the gap or anything. Could be a fly out. Acuna tags up, hits third. Then maybe a base hit, maybe another sack fly. Who knows? How did the Jays sweep you guys? Like, how do we sweep the Braves? I, Dude, I don't know, but I got a, I got a sweet blue Jays out, out of that deal. <laughs> Thank God. I got something out of that for sure. Chris Bassett turned in the performance of the year. That was his complete. They, did, they looked good a- after that. I, that was before I was sold on the Braves being a just team of our generation or something. <laughs> team of the last couple of decades. Mm. Offense, at least. I was not sold on that yet. I was like, they're doing really well, but after this sweep, I don't know. Maybe they're about to hit a cold streak because I know they started out 2022 with a pretty pretty rough couple months like they were not looking so great so yeah, i figured you finish last maybe year? that again they 101 they wins, the division i think right won the division that was oh, yeah, the, that one was of the, the most exciting runs down the stretch right, i've ever seen wasn't it the last season or series of the season was against the mets for the division was that what it came yeah, down second to? to second to last series against yeah. the mets and they had to like they had to take two at least to have a shot, and they swept them. And then the, all they had to do was win one against the Marlins, and uh, they barely won one. They barely won a game. And I, after that, I was like, oh, no, uh, they might not be looking so hot for the playoffs. And I, <laughs> I was right. I was exactly right. And that's the same story this year. They were not looking so hot in the playoffs. And uh, I don't know what it was. 
Um, a lot of people are saying it's because of the long break in between the end of the season and having to buy, like having five, six days off took the timing out, even though they had simulated games, which is, you know, simulated games are great, I think, but it's still not replicating right. the playoffs, not replicating that crowd. There's not the same amount of like adrenaline going because you go out there, you know, you're, I mean, I'm not a professional athlete by any means. But I'm assuming, like, you don't have that same adrenaline going out there facing a dude who you just had lunch with yesterday. Right. So, what do you, you think know? about that? Like, what do you think about this whole, you know, everybody talking about, oh, they need to change the playoff format, this and that? What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I think that there is very, very true, a lot of truth with getting the timing, like getting your timing thrown off by having a, you know, six days off. I've seen a lot of players come out on Twitter. I think uh, Brent Rooker might have been vocal about it on Twitter. I know Dallas Braden has said a couple things on Twitter about it as well. About it does affect your timing, but at the same time, like uh, you got to, they're professionals. You're professionals. You got to know how to maybe offset that. <clears throat> and I don't think we have enough of a sample size that it hurts. Right now, if you were to say, I think someone was keeping a tally of like home or um, bye week teams in their record in the DS, and it was pretty pretty bad. Well, if you look their at their record, this, was this year bad. it was awful because what the Dodgers got swept, the Orioles got swept, yeah. Braves won one game, they won one game, and I think and they and then they Houston, might I mean, shouldn't, yeah. Houston won their series, but um, yeah. So if you look at those other three teams, that's what they're one and nine. Like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad. bad. And, every, and like the discourse on Twitter, everyone's like, the Astros know how to do it, though. I'm like that, yeah, that is true. But there are outliers in a lot of, you know, in a lot of things. And they could be an outlier, but also these two years could be outliers. Yeah. Maybe I the think, buy does help. I don't think they should change anything yet. Give it like at least five years, see how it goes for the I next agree. few. Um, you know, I'll say this, the Blue Jays not having a break didn't help them either. So <laughs> yeah. It could be a case of like damned if you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like right. if we if the Braves went out there and they won the series, people would be like, Oh yeah, the break helped. Absolutely the break helped. Yeah. And then the opposite happened so that their the break didn't help. But maybe we shouldn't even be talking about the five days, six days off in general and just you know I, I don't know. They're going to have to prepare a different way. They tried something new this year. It didn't work. Hopefully they get to the playoffs next year and they get the opportunity to try something else. Third time's a charm. But yeah. again, I think they had a long break before um, the playoffs in 21 as well. And they ended up winning the World Series. So I don't know. Who knows? Right Who knows? Now, Who knows? Early. It's, it's tough to say. I'm... I just like, I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. Like I, I, again, I'm not a professional athlete by any means either. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's the thing about like baseball. Like I think after playing 162 games, it's like, I, I just can't see like having four or five days off being a bad thing for a team. Yeah. Like Absolutely. maybe it's more of a, men a mental thing than a physical thing of like just being able to, you know, not lose focus or something, but um, is that's possible. And maybe we should be looking at these teams records in the first like five, six games after the all-star break too. Cause that is also 
um, quite a bit of a break, four yeah. days at least, I think. So maybe we could look at these teams' records then as well, although they're probably going to be playing worse teams, some of them at least. But also um, um, good good streamer friend of mine, uh, Crowd Eddie Place, he said something that made a lot of sense on Twitter, that uh, basketball, all their rounds are seven-game series, and they play 81 games in a year. Baseball has 162 games in a season, yet their DS is only five games. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So if I were to change anything as of right now, I would make the DS go seven games, and that's the only thing I would do. I, yeah, I, I like that too. I think all those, the DS for sure should be seven. I almost think the wild card should go back to one game. I wouldn't be upset about that, especially with how things went this year. Like if you just went, you know, one game for the wild card series and then seven games for the rest, uh, I think that's a little bit better. It wouldn't give you that much of a break. You'd, everybody, you know, you'd have two days off instead of five or whatever. But you know what? I also I think, think it's just, solid. you know, as the cliche goes, that's just baseball. Like that's why, ba- why baseball the fans thing. are fans of the game is because I feel like more than any other sport, you never really know who's going to win. Like maybe back in the nineties is nope. like the, the Yankees and Braves won like all everything it felt like, but <laughs> yeah, but now, and I mean, obviously Houston's done really well over the last decade, but you know, if you look at uh, like basketball, hockey, f- football, most of those sports, like the top seeds in most of those sports usually go pretty far in the playoffs. It's really yeah. rare that, uh, you know, in, um, that in the NHL or NBA, especially the NBA, that a number eight seed knocks out a number one seed. Like it's rare. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> whereas like baseball, I think the parity is a lot closer. Like the teams are a lot closer as far as talent wise. And yeah, like it's just different because it's, you know, you, baseball player wise and team wise, like slumps just are can can kill you. Like if you, it's if so you, random. Your bats go cold for three days, or you know, your one your best pitcher has an off day, and then all of a sudden you're yeah, you know, you're down a game, whatever, right? Um, Eddie Rosario looked like Babe Ruth in the NLCS in twenty one against the Dodgers. He looked like Babe Ruth. It's just so random, like Scooter Jeanette. <laughs> has a four-home-run game under his belt. Scooter Jeanette. That is how random baseball can be. Mm-hmm. That's why they play so many games. On, on, like a, on a game-to-game basis, anything can happen. Like I think a, like Philip Humber or something threw a perfect game. Yep. Yeah. And like, was he even in the majors at the end of that year? I don't think he was. <laughs> Probably like, That's not. how ridiculously random things are. Yeah, you don't see somebody like, uh, you know, a team loses, like, let's say, like, Steph Curry got injured. Like, the Golden State Warriors are pretty much done, right? Like, baseball, even, like, the year the the Braves won, Acuna was not a part of that team. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) What did he, like, he barely played at all that year, right? He played half the year, and he was on an MVP track. Like, a lot of people say... I forgot like what the argument was, but like they're saying he didn't help them get to the World Series or win the World Series. Mike, if Acuna is not there for the first half of the year, they do not even make the playoffs. He was that big of a contributor the first half of the year. 
But he played in what? He had 24 home runs in basically half a season, 82 games. Yeah, he's like almost exactly. He was on yeah. pace for a 40 40 year. <laughs> on pace for a 40 40 year, basically. Crazy. <laughs> and look what he did this year. Crazy, right? man. 40 70. Yeah, insane, man. That's how random things are. And like, <laughs> speaking of how random things are, like, what were our expectations for the for the playoffs? Like this year, I feel like everyone's bracket, hypothetical bracket, was busted in the first in the in the first round. Like I, who had the snakes? Who had the D backs sweeping the Dodgers? Yeah, nobody. Like the the wild card round, I think most of those series were like almost could have gone either way. And then after that, like yeah, I mean, like for Baltimore to not even win a game, the Dodgers didn't even win a game. That's crazy. Like you just think, That's like, crazy, like if you look man. at the Jays, Rays, Orioles, and Dodgers, none of them won a single playoff game. <laughs> so nuts, man! It is so nuts. All the talk all how year about happen? how good the American League East was, and they went zero and seven. That's wild. That is very, very wild. Cannot believe that. And I'd almost say the least surprising to me actually was the Orioles. Like their pitching is just what well, wasn't there all year. They're really young, nah. so that team is not built to for they even to make a playoff pretty well run. In a couple games, like I think what in a game two they put up eight runs. It was just a Grayson yeah. Rodriguez had a really rough start. Oh yeah, they were down ten nothing in like the third or something, wasn't it? Like yeah, something like that. Rangers they just, still fought and like almost came back. Not, not was, quite enough. Not enough, unfortunately. They're going to be there a long time, though, regardless of their GM saying they're not going to spend money. They don't really need to right now, though. Like, well, when's uh, is is Felix Bautista gone all all next year? Yeah, I think that he just had huge, Tommy John. That can be like a pretty good big blow to their bullpen. Their pitching's already kind of mediocre. Like he was yeah, amazing. They still this year. have Cano. Cano's really good. I imagine yeah. he'll do a good job and step in his closer. Like do a pretty solid job, you would think. Yeah, likely miss the entire 2024 season. That's unfortunate. You hate to see that with anyone. It came at like one of the worst times too. Oh, right at the end like of the two year. Two weeks yeah. before the playoffs or something. Crazy. Yeah. I'm Crazy. And I thought, speaking of unpredictability, I mean, the D-backs going to Philly – game six and seven and winning both of those games i i thought it was impossible uh, yeah i thought they were dead after game five like i'm like all right phillies are just yeah. gonna roll over them in in six and that's that and, but they did phillies looked like the team of destiny oh for a little bit what like I can't even imagine what it would feel like to cheer for. Actually, I can because I cheered for the 2015 Blue Jays, which was like a team like that. They scored a ton of runs. They were really fun to watch. They had arguably like the most exciting home run in the playoffs. And like, well, in my yeah. opinion, in my opinion, the most exciting home run in no, the playoffs in the last ten years. Um, I think that might be the the home run of the single most important home run of like the 20, 21st century. It was insane. Like, like watching, I watched that clip more than any other clip. Do you ever watch like that entire inning and what happened? Like, are you familiar with like the whole seventh inning? A little, and yeah, everything? a little bit. A little bit. I know the Runetto door, him missing that little pop fly, them having a couple errors. 
I um, think I'm too impatient to watch the whole inning because I'm oh, there for the Jose like, Batista backflip. Yeah, I'm you, just too impatient. Everything leading up to it is 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 more what makes it even. It just makes it even better. And watching it all play out live, it was like I've never had so many emotions watching a sporting event. Like I think <laughs> in yeah. my in my adult life, anyway. Um, so in the top the top of the seventh, it was t- the game was tied. I think two to two or something like that. And this weird play happens where Texas had a runner on third. Uh, and then Russell Martin goes to throw the ball back to the pitcher and Shinsu Chu's in there, like doing his thing to get ready for his at bat. And it hits his bat. The ball hits his bat coming from the catcher goes out of play and they scored. And it was like a big thing. Like, Oh, is this a dead ball? What's going on? The umpires ruled that it was a run and it counted. And the, the whole That's stadium crazy nuts. Like everybody was like, booing stuff was getting thrown on the field which i'm like not i do not condone that at all it's like yeah. it's a really bad luck for jays fans the top half of the <laughs> of the inning but it was just like the create the weirdest play you've ever seen and it's like game five of that series and you're like what is going on like we can't lose we can't lose our lead or like go down because of something like this you're just like this is this is wrong <laughs> so that they, was out- that's outrageous they, they i was unfamiliar the, with yeah. that so that's portion. how the Rangers got the lead on that play. And it's just like, you're just watching this. You can't like, I can't believe it. Like this is the most bizarre, stupidest thing ever. Finally, everything calms down. We go up to bat and literally three batters in a row. The Rangers make three errors. <laughs> it that's was like nuts, dude. like routine grounder, uh, like a pass to second base on a double play. Uh, they go to steal third on a, or not steal third. We were bunting to get the guy over to third and like, the throw gets dropped at third should have been basically like three up three down. We would have been going to the eighth inning. All this happens. And then, yeah. And then eventually Bautista comes up to bat with two runners on and just, and then obviously you watch it. The place goes absolutely Dude, ballistic. Loudest like, I've ever heard an MLB stadium, like at least through video. And if you I, watch, I've like, never seen like, if you watch, yeah. like it's just shaky watching him run around the bases because it was so loud that all the cameras were just shaking. Like, like if you listen to any of the players or anybody talk about being there, they're just like, it was insane. And, or people in the city, they're like, you could hear it from like 10 blocks away. Like you could just hear that's like crazy. This. Um, that's crazy. Dude, Jose Bautista's face during that, that AB, like I've just never seen anyone more like locked in and just with determination, just written on their face never seen anything like it before oh he was out of a out of an app at oh he was just ready nuts and oh it's that, still that like whole. it was great i have a friend uh, so i was at my friend's house we were watching it i was watching it with a couple buddies and i have a friend who's not really a sports fan he was just there because we were hanging out and he literally like in the middle of this inning before bautista came up to bat or he was like just about to he's like i gotta go and he just got up and and like left and we're like what are you doing how are you how can you leave right now like this is like <laughs> And he just, he just, just a non-sports fan. Shout out to all the non-sports fans out there. Imagine. Um, and he just like left and literally it was like less than five minutes later, this happens. And then me and my other friend are just losing it in his basement. Like, like, <laughs> That's fantastic, dude. I'll never forget oh, where yes. it was when I watched that happen. Uh, but I mean, you, like amazing. the Braves had some big time, like Jorge Soler in 2021, just launching oh, everything in sight. 6,000 feet. Oh my feet. God. Uh, that it? ball is still like an orbit. Was it like that game, ball is still game one, right? Was it game one? Like his first at bat was just. Yeah. He, I think it was first pitch, first pitch of the world series. 
right into the Crawford box is like a, a laser. And Charlie Morton striking out Jose Altuve, I think, on a broken leg because like, oh, yeah. of a comeback. Or right. like, I thought they were done. I thought they were done. Their, their pitching was already kind of like, eh, don't know really how they're going to line up the starting pitchers. And then after Charlie Morton like got a fracture, I'm just like, oh, man. That is not good for the rest of this series. <laughs> they need to capitalize on like the first couple games. They did it was it. uh dude, they did it. I can't believe it. Get back to 2023 World Series. This year's World Series. Um I guess what did you like? I know you were on vacation for most of it, like, but what did you think? Did you watch? Like, were you trying to watch as much as you could? Or I was just trying to like keep up with it on Twitter as much as I could or you know, maybe taking a peek at the box scores, who did who did what, like how do they how the games went, if they were close or not. And like game one did not disappoint. Game one was I think that was game one, right? Where uh, Corey yeah. Seeger hit that game time bomb in the ninth. Yeah, game time bomb in the like, ninth by oh, Seeger. Man, and then crazy. uh Garcia walked it off in the eleventh, I think. The walk off. Dolis Garcia, man. What what um, a just ridiculous ridiculous postseason that dude just yeah beast it out like when he like watching like looking back and watching some of his home runs this year it's just like oh man the dude just crushes baseballs and just knows it and just says like i don't care like dude i love it there's i love one, it so much i watch it was i forget who they're playing he had some walk-off bomb he literally just like stands there basically rips his jersey and like yeah, <laughs> just like ran around the base, <laughs> slowly trots around the bases after. Um, but yeah, I mean, game one was crazy. It started out just like insane. And then, and like, I was kind of a victim of this too. Like, it just, <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the teams or what. It was like, like, it's a World Series and I watch as much as I could. But I also like, I found myself not, really not super engaged in it compared to the last few years. Um I can kind of understand that. Like, I know the ratings, or um, I don't know the, what the ratings are and everything, but I mean, these are just two teams that are not huge markets. And I don't think a lot of people expected them to be there, of course. So, yeah, I don't think was... a lot of casual fans watch, but the, a lot of diehards, no matter what. There was like a graphic they showed that was saying it was on track to be at least like TV wise. And I don't know how it works with like streaming services or like if you're watching through. You know, like, uh, I don't know what networks and stuff, but like a network streaming, if you watch it through that, does that count? Um, But it was on track to be like the the least watched World Series of the last like six or seven that they showed. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's not like, especially like pitching, maybe like starting pitching wise, they don't really they don't really have the big flashy names like Zach Allen's a great pitcher, but he doesn't have that, like that X factor or that popularity of a name. Like a guy like Clayton Kershaw has despite, you know, Clayton Kershaw, his, his postseason experience is not very good or he he's known for being bad in the playoffs, but a guy with that name, that's going to draw a lot of people watching like that's a storyline in itself, his playoff experience. Can he overcome that? Yeah. But Zach Gallen doesn't really have that. Jordan Montgomery doesn't really have that. I, I think the guy that has that the most is probably Evaldi. And I guess Max Scherzer has that a little bit. Like 
that storyline, is he going to come back and pitch effectively after he was shelved for the last couple weeks of the season and the DS? Yeah. Yeah. But, Scherzer probably would be, uh, I think, as far as a mainstream, definitely the top. Like, of all these, I would say the best pitcher, like, this year maybe was the best in the playoffs anyway. Um, yeah. Out of probably everybody. But I mean, like game four, I think for both teams was like a bullpen game. It's like, uh, okay. It just seems weird. Yeah. Having bullpen does, games like, in the World Series just seems like a weird thing. Uh, and I know it's kind of the new, the new age of baseball, but um, yeah, I don't know what it it's was. because you think a team's got like five man rotations, yet you only have two for the World Series of three. It's It's such a weird concept. I mean, but you're right. It is kind of the new wave. Ten years ago, we probably don't see that. It'd be extremely, extremely rare. It'd be a whole storyline in itself ten years ago, I think. Oh, yeah. Ten years ago, you'd be, like, getting all your pitchers to go eight innings. <laughs> yeah, right? How? What was the longest any starter went in this series? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't even know. I'm like, maybe I'm like what into the sixth i feel like like zach gallon i think you're right had a no hitter in in the last game he was like no hitting them through six innings and then came back out for came, came back out for the seventh and then it was like four straight hits game over um that's crazy i think i think a lot of people thought that the manager was going to hook him or give him the hook like they did the like the Padres did to Blake Snell and what was that 21? Yeah, or like the Blue Jays did with Jose Barrios this year. Or the that was the Rays that did that, I think. <laughs> yeah, the oh, Rays. Yeah. Yeah, Jose Barrios. That's this crazy. Game he two. was dealing. Dealing. And it was like the fourth inning. And like I think we all had an idea, like, oh, Kikuchi's gonna come in at some point because they want to get the lefties out of the lineup and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it was like zero zero game at the time. And then instantly, of course, blue in true 2023 Blue Jays fashion, instantly we give up two runs. And then, of course, our offense sucks so much that we can't score. Um, That's crazy. That and like the base running. Oh, just don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Sorry, man. They go into this. We're not year, talking about that. We're talking they, about the World Series. <laughs> We're talking about the World Series. We're talking about the World Series. Well, we'll talk about the Blue Jays next time. We can. Yeah, we can. But yeah, I just felt we with the can. World Series. I don't know <clears throat> if it was because of the teams or. Or what? Or maybe like, is it, is the baseball, is baseball season, is 162 game season like too long that by the time it's, you know, the end of October, November rolling around, you're like, do I still want to be watching baseball? <laughs> like, is it too long? Um, oh, does that man, play a factor in it? I, or is it just like, if it was, because you got to think, like, if the Dodgers are in there, the Bra Braves, the Yankees, like, it's going to get views. Like, I mean, absolutely. obviously the Yankees haven't been there in a long time. Um, absolutely i think um i th the the baseball diehard in me just wants like an an, an endless regular season just endless <laughs> baseball year round and i guess i guess i could have that if i watched like the venezuelan leagues or like the mexican leagues and the kbo and stuff like that but i get it like the um, i was kind of uninterested or at least more uninterested this year than I was the previous years. And I just think I wanted to see the Phillies in there. I wanted to see like Bryce Harper have a moment or just like have another shot at a ring. 
yeah. because he's just like a player, a player of our generation, basically one of the best on a Hall of Fame track. And uh, just I want him to have a ring. And not to say that there weren't storylines involved with the Rangers or the D-backs. Like Evan Longoria is there again the first time he's playing in the World Series for 15 years, I think. So that was a cool storyline. I just don't know if uh, MOB does a great job marketing storylines like that. I think a lot of storylines are, you know, flushed out by guys on Twitter, maybe like Fuzzy or big big baseball names. Like I know Baseball is Dead podcast listen to a lot, and they they put out interesting storylines that they talk about as well. Like another storyline, maybe that not a lot of people think of, but I'm sure Mets fans think of like Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer on the same team in the world series, but it's not the Mets who would have said that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. It might've been better if both of them, like if Jacob deGrom was healthy <laughs> and playing. Yeah. That's, that's, that is also true. That you gotta, is a good You got to think well. like for the casual like even myself, like I watch a lot of baseball and like, I almost forget that he's on that team. Right. Cause like, same when he's not, when you're not pitching, like, if you had Jacob deGrom starting game one of the World Series, like, yeah, more that, exciting. that's going to draw some, draw some names or draw some ratings. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I also think like the Diamondbacks being there, I feel like the Texas Rangers aren't like necessarily like they're a great team. Obviously, we saw what they did this year, but they're not like a, I don't know, like a big enough team that people would really, rally for the diamondbacks to like overcome them you know what i mean like as an underdog yeah. like like not like when the diamondbacks beat the yankees in the world series that was like nobody want you know that that's like more compelling um absolutely even if it was yeah. like the astros and diamondbacks or something like that um it's a, I, think I think that would have you know, been a yeah i think astros or astros diamondbacks what could have potentially gotten more higher ratings yeah, because it is kind of like David and Goliath. And I think the Rangers were an underdog anyway. So it wasn't a David and Goliath situation. It was more of like a David versus David situation where yeah. it was like not extremely compelling from like an underdog standpoint. Yeah. So like who's even like a star power even in this? Yeah. Like Corey Seager's probably it. Yeah. Like Samian's obviously Semien, really good. Semien, like, and it, you know, finally people are starting to recognize Adolis. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's definitely been good like, for the last uh, couple of years made a name for himself in the playoffs. And, yeah. you know, the Diamondbacks have, again, like we talked about a lot of really good young players, but, you know, I agree with you. Having Bryce Harper in the World Series would yeah, have been better. Especially for with, it. agreed. Especially with, uh, after like the Bryce Harper, Orlando Arcia kind of like, smack talk sort of scenario in the NLDS with like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where it was just like such a pedestrian thing, but still it derived a very good storyline and a good phrase that the Phillies fans got to use for a while. Like yeah, at a boy Harper. <laughs> it'll be fun to watch uh, those two teams go at it next year. It really will be. It will be a really fun really fun time and just the diamondbacks have a bunch of good players like christian walker's very good could tell marte corbin carroll like we talked about but none of them have that like star power name that bryce harper does really i think corbin yeah. carroll will get there eventually 
But same thing with their starting pitcher. Like Zach Gallon is great, but Merrill Kelly that doesn't like strike fear <laughs> into like like if I'm a Braves fan, if they go up against Merrill Kelly, I'm not like shaking. I'm like, all right, they can put a four spot in up on Merrill Kelly in five innings, no problem, right? right. Yeah, that's a. It needed. I don't know. It just needed something a little bit more, and maybe that's you know the fault of Major League Baseball for not properly sort of marketing themselves and their sport and what's going on. Um, I, I do think it's a bad thing when it kind of ends up overlapping with the start of the NBA season. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, start of like college football is going, the NFL is going at the same time. That does make a lot of sense, like why the ratings are low. It's just kind of, I don't know if there's any way around that. Right. Like NBA started like three days before the World Series. And like, yeah, getting a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know how much of an NBA fan you are, how much you follow up. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot that happened in the off season. Um, some guys like switching teams and this and that. Um, and I mean, you know, NBA is very popular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. Right. It's, um, it's sad I'm that not baseball a- isn't more popular. I kind of like, I mean, obviously we wish I it think- was, but. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I think it's getting there. I think it's getting there. I know the attendance was up across the board, basically, as far as yeah. like going to games. So that's great to see. And I mean, I, a lot of baseball fans are you know, fans of multiple sports. You know, can't blame them. I'm not. I'm not particularly a fan of any other sport. So. It's not like I'm turning it off to go watch the NFL. I'm turning it off just because I want to do something else. And I didn't really turn it off because I was on vacation. But still, <laughs> like I think a lot of people are who are not Diamondbacks or Rangers fans are turning turning the game off to you know go watch college football. Yeah, go watch the NBA. Yeah, I, NFL, I wasn't really watching like any that. other sports, but I just think I feel like after kind of like game two, game three, I just I don't know. It just wasn't doing anything for me. I wasn't getting excited really about it. Um, I think the blowout in game two kind of hurt that as well. Yeah, well, even like nine to one. Even if it, it, there were too many, there were too many blowouts in this World Series because yeah, it was nine to one, and then, um, what? And then yeah, game four, eleven to you know, it ended up being eleven to seven, but it was ten nothing, wasn't it at one point? Yeah, so I think I think you're right because I remember looking at the yeah. box score and, and I was like, oh, I don't even need to keep up with this game because the Rangers have it wrapped yeah. up pretty much. And it's already. ten nothing in so the I don't third need to inning. Check it again. That leaves you with about yeah. you know two hours of baseball that you don't really you're not don't really watch. Yeah, um, yeah. People are turning off the game probably, especially all the D backs fans that don't need to watch that anymore. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Like, you can't predict that. Like, stuff that happens in games to make it not as enticing. I feel like overall, like, that was kind of the problem. There were just, like, way too many sweeps in the playoffs this year. Um, You know, like... I was hoping... Thankfully, both championship series went to seven games. But, like, we didn't have a single wild card series go three games. Um, I know, right? It's funny because, like, the wild card series, it's either game three or a sweep. Yeah, and they're all sweeps. I was so really hoping for some game threes. Like when your team goes just goes down in 
three days after the regular season's over, you're kind of just like, oh, that was that was short. <laughs> and I know it was so I short. <laughs> and I think, uh, unfortunately for Jays fans, and unfortunately for Braves fans too. I mean, Braves didn't get swept, but it felt like it. It felt like a sweep, to be honest. They shouldn't even won game two. It was an amazing win, but man, they looked dead the whole time. And I think having those non-competitive series kind of set up the whole playoffs as far as like, you know, wanting to watch or seeing close games. Like you said, I'm very, very happy that the CS, the AL and the NLCS went seven games. That was really sick because that's what I wanted basically from the start of the playoffs is just to see some competitive series. And we didn't get we didn't get that like a lot of the a lot of the time like the the DS which who had the did any DS go five games was there any DS that went five um no it was that's crazy to me two like Astros beat the Twins three one Phillies beat the Braves three one and then uh, the other two were sweeps three oh three oh that's crazy to me I wonder when yeah. the last time that's happened that there were no game fives. I don't know. Because even like last, I'm just looking at last year, 2022. So we had one game go to three in the in the wild card. One series go to three games, sorry. So yeah, Toronto got swept. Tampa Bay got swept. St. Louis got swept. And then the Padres and Mets went to three games. Uh, and then there's only one, there's one series that went to five, but only one sweep in the DS last year. Then yeah, ALS the championship nice. series was sweeping four one. Oh man. So, okay. And then four Maybe two I'm in the wrong World Series. That. But it was also you you had the Phillies, like the 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 last four teams last year was Houston, the Yankees, the Padres, and the and the Phillies. Like so Yeah, all of those are <laughs> big time teams. Big time teams, a lot of expectations. So yeah, it makes though, sense that it was like more <clears throat> even though the Padres and the Phillies were the five and six seed last year, like it's still, uh, yeah, both of those teams Phillies with bigger markets than the Diamondbacks. Definitely, definitely, especially Phillies having Citizens Bank, like yeah. that alone is is makes things exciting, just to watch. Man, just to that see place that just looks absolutely seen. insane. It does i've been there but it was for regular season games and it was during the week it was never crazy like that oh yeah watching like, like schorber and harper just launch like 500 foot moonshots and the crowd just going berserk yeah yeah especially against the braves i mean just division rival <laughs> god i would love to have been a phillies fan during that series unfortunately unfortunately that is not the case. I just want to see the Blue Jays win a playoff game again, man. We haven't won one since 2016. Um, and I mean, I went through 20, 20 years of not even making the playoffs. So like, I'll take, I'll still take making the playoffs over not. Um, Absolutely. But we're, yeah, we're, but 0, still, like, we're 0 and 6 in our last, since 2020. You're like a third of the way to becoming the twins. Brutal, man. Who is brutal. Sorry, uh, sorry, I went there. <laughs> the Blue Jays' last six playoff games, um, we have the game where we were up eight to one in 2022 and lost 
ten nine. That's crazy to me. Man. Um, and then in the other five games, I think we've scored a combined like six runs in five games. Like just cats. That's scored. tough to watch, man. Yeah, I was rooting for the Jays watching those last two games, and that was that was awful. It was so, so bad, so demoralizing, man. It was. Oh, my God. It painted the perfect picture of what our whole season was because it was get guys on base and just never being able to cash runs in, makes some sort of stupid mistake on the bases, uh, pitch well, play good defense, but like just, yeah, we just no clutch hitting when it really mattered. Um and yeah, just like dumb base running errors. We gave up like so many runs on the bases this year. It was pathetic. That's rough. That is and, rough. I mean, and rally killing double it. plays, hitting into rally killing double plays. We love doing that. Matt Chapman, man. Matt Chapman, why do you do that to me? Oh. Why would you do that to us? It's like as disappointing as watching the greatest offense in the history of baseball get shut out at home in game one of the DS. Yeah. Shouldn't happen. Brutal. Brutal on Bartha, both our ends. That's why we came together to make this podcast. <laughs> just, to, depressed. just to be sad fans of our team. Sad, sad boy hours for sure. <laughs> sad boy hours for sure. There's always 24, dude. There's always, always 24. We got a lot of room for improvement on the Blue Jays roster. I don't even like the pitching staff. I don't even think it really needs to be touched. We picked up the two-year option for Chad Green which I'm happy about. So we're, we got Chad Green yeah. for the next two seasons. Um, I mean, our starting... Of, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, Spe- uh, speaking <laughs> of 24. Oh, mm-hmm. son of, ah, get used to that, fam. It's going to happen all the time. I don't know when to shut my mouth. It's episode one. We're working on it. Uh, speaking of 24, <laughs> continue, sir. Uh, who's a free agent you'd like to see the Jays pick up? Besides... The number one free agent that everybody wants. And yeah, besides that guy. Yep. Besides um, Kenta Maeda. Who's that? Who's the <laughs> other guy you want? Besides Kenta Maeda. <laughs> probably. Uh, I would say it's both of these guys are really up there, but Cody Bellinger or Jorge Soler. What would uh, you do if the Blue Jays signed Joey Votto? For like a uh, deal. Just to I like, have, just to like be a guy in the clubhouse, just to like mentor Vlad. It depends. You know, he has that high on base percentage. He could, he could pass on some knowledge to Vlad. Like, I do think there is value to a guy like that for sure, but it all, it all depends who else we bring in. Because like, if Joey Votto is the only free agent ad, this team is not, is probably going to do worse than we did last year. Um, yeah. Which is not an exciting no, outlook. Not exciting whatsoever. It's it's Would tough. It be even less painful. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the expectations are low, then whatever. It's less hard being disappointed, or like less chance of being disappointed when you're kind of expecting yeah. <laughs> to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, whereas <laughs> this year, we we're all we we're all excited. Blue, yes, Blue Jays fans at the beginning, before the season started, were like, "Yes, we are. You know, we're going to do well." We're looking good. I was excited to watch the Blue Jays this year. I this, was. This, I, I like. I, I'm excited to watch them in 24 as well because I think still think they're a good team. Um, I don't know how Springer is going to fit in though. Like he's, I, I was actually browsing his baseball reference page this year, and it's he's gone down in production like every year since 21. Like a steady, 
decline. I know he's getting up there in age, but is he still like a full time player in your in your eyes? I think so. I this year is hard. Like I can't. I'm not. I'm trying not to judge too much on 2023 because everybody was pretty bad compared to what we thought they were going to do. It wasn't like just True. him. It wasn't just Vlad. It was like every everyone on the team. So I'm kind of hoping that it's a bit of an outlier because two years ago we had like an ins- a good offense and three years ago we had like an amazing offense and um like most of the guys are still there. And all yeah. the all the young True. core guys are there. And then Springer's kind of that, you know, mentor guy. Like I'd rather just keep, you know, just keep George Springer around than bring in Joey Votto. Like Springer can still play every day. Um Absolutely. It's kind of the same role. And like you know, like no Joey Votto's amazing. I think he again, he'd bring a lot of value, but I don't really want to see him in the lineup every day. Not Absolutely. on Jay's team. Not, I I don't think he would be in anyone's lineup every day. Yeah. But and I'm not saying like the Jays. That's the only like the main guy they go after or anything like that. I'm talking just like, you know, a little piece for the clubhouse. You know, bench bat. He gets maybe yeah. 200 abs depending on like how healthy. He I would is. almost rather have. I know him, health has been a like, problem. Just be on the coaching staff, maybe yeah, after just, he retires. You know, first first player coach in how long? Yeah, maybe player that'd be, coach. That'd be hilarious. Or yeah, like. That's, I think, one thing that the Jays are really missing is like a somebody who had a, like a really good amount of success in the majors on their coaching staff. Um, recently, makes sense. recent success. Like we have Don Mattingly in there right now, but there's a lot of yeah. negative talk about him lately. So I'm not going to get into that. That's a guy that doesn't but, like Ronald Acuna. That's a guy but, that really doesn't like Ronald Acuna Jr. But like if they brought in a guy like Votto and, you know, next year or Jose Bautista. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion, one of the, some of these guys. I saw. Speaking of uh, Cody Bellinger, and I, I would I think he would make an amazing fit in Toronto. I saw somewhere that he was projected like ten years, a ten year deal. And I'm just like, there's no way. I wonder if no la- way he gets a ten year deal. If last year really like no chance. Screwed with everything because like everybody, especially all the shortstops, they all got like ten plus year deals last year. That's not true. I think those age those deals are going to age horribly. I think Dansby Swanson's deal is going to be uh, is going to age the best. Because what? Yeah, like Bogart's got eleven years. Who else signed last year? Was there another shortstop uh, that Bogarts, I'm not Bogarts. It was Correa. Mm. I think. What did Carlos Correa get? Correa and, I, and he was, Turner. I think Carlos got six years. I think six years, two hundred million. And then, Which is yeah, why Trey eleven years, eleven years for Bogarts, eleven years for Trey. Man, yeah. Trey turned it around too. That that contract was looking horrible for the first three months of it, until he got that standing ovation. Until he got the standing ovation, turned that like their whole That's team. Wild, man, turned that that whole team around after that because they yeah shows that the mental game is no no that yeah turned that whole team around pretty much like you said because uh the whole reason the the everyone said the the gap between the Braves and the Phillies was huge but if you look at it a little closer the Phillies were kind of like right on pace with them for the last three months in some degree 
The Braves got off to a tremendous start while the Phillies did not get off to a great start. But they finished like I don't remember what their record what their separate records were for the last for after the break or anything like that, but I think it was very, very close. Within maybe like four games or something like that. The Braves were yeah. four, 44 and 29, and the Phillies were 42 and 31 in the second half. Okay, so, so very, very close. Very close. That and um, a guy on the Philly, Ranger Suarez, probably the most, uh, the biggest surprise maybe of like a pitcher in the playoffs to me. He shoved. He did very, very well. Yeah, you, you kind of like that's a that is another thing with baseball players. You need those those surprise guys to come in, like you said, like Rosario in twenty one. You know Suarez yeah. this year. Um, obviously, you need your big guys to perform. Your your Acuna's, yeah, your yeah. Harpers, and stuff like that. But that's the thing with baseball. You need those unsung heroes to come in and do some damage. Absolutely, um, I think. Um, Dodger fans were talking about how Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman just did not show up. And those are two guys that you need to show up if you want to advance in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Like if your other guys aren't going to step it up. Because, I mean, they don't have – like, they have a pretty deep lineup, but it's not it's not <laughs> deep enough to overcome, like – I don't re- remember what they went, but it was like one for, I don't know, 16 in the last two games or something combined. Yeah, it's really something. weird that uh like this the Dodgers team this year like I don't like especially after they started like losing guys at the beginning of the year some of their pitchers like uh what like Dustin May went down early Walker Bueller I don't even know like barely played this year um you're just like okay they'll they'll whatever and they still won 100 games like I don't know how this team won 100 games I have uh, no idea how they do it no idea how they do it they just they're so good with development. Like, yeah, Betts and Freeman so, went combined one for twenty one in the three games. That is brutal, brutal. Like Freddie Freeman, he is. Um, I don't know if he's he did very well in the playoffs in twenty one, but I remember in nineteen he just did not show up. He looked lost at the plate <laughs> watching those games. It was so frustrating. So frustrating because they are always like a big hit away from taking that series, and then they they let it get to game five. And what did the Cardinals do? They put up ten runs in the first inning. <laughs> so that was a big uh, yeah, that well, was great. I almost drove down to that game. Freddie went four for twenty in twenty nineteen that series against Seattle or St. Louis, not Seattle. It seems like less, man. It seems like way worse. <laughs> I would have. You told me he hit two hundred in the playoffs in nineteen. I would have been like, "There's no way." <laughs> now breaking news uh ron washington is the angels new manager Ooh. yeah i just saw that just saw that i man i'm gonna miss him he just he was so good for the braves infield just for the team the whole team in general like he was he was so good i think a big reason why they're why Austin Riley has stepped up defensively and Dansby Swanson. He's gold glove winner now, two-time gold glove winner, I think. So good for that infield defense. 
That's it. Wonder how that's, the old that uh, is interesting. The old Angels are going to do this year. You oh, think the man. Angels have a shot in bringing back Otani? Do you think he's gone for sure? You think they can? I think he's gone for sure. I think he's definitely gone. That's that is such a weird season. Like, I can't remember a stranger season than the twenty three Los Angeles Angels. Like them going ham at the deadline, like getting Gilito, getting Ronaldo Lopez, getting Grichik, CJ Crone, and then letting them all go on waivers. Like I think what do they lose? Seven like straight games less, after the less deadline. Than, yeah, it was like two weeks later. They were all here you go. <laughs> Take them. Yep. <laughs> yep. We made a boo-boo. Like, yeah, we oh, messed I, up. I remember watching it happen and I was like, they should have just traded Shohei. Like you could have got a the, one of the craziest hauls ever for a half year of Shohei on like a contender. Like, yeah, like you have to get something. Like, I, I thought, I get it. I, I was the, happy at the time they were like bordering on the wild card, you know, but I don't know what yeah, the like, outlook on Trout's injury was at that point before they brought in all those guys. And then obviously, I yeah, think he I don't only, think it was good. Yeah, he barely played after that. And, yeah. yeah, he shut it down. He shut it. He probably shut it down himself. I think, where he was like, "Well, he came back for one game and was on the IL just the day afterwards." Right, one game. Oh, my trout! Crazy season, man. Crazy season. I'm like interested to see how their off season goes because they don't exactly have a great. Oh, oh, uh oh! Something happened with my computer. Uh, we still, we still here? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's crazy how they also said they were open to trading Trout. If he uh, if he vocalized it, I think. Yeah, that would be something else. That would be something else. Like, they would have to eat a portion of his contract. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like. I don't see. I don't think that's gonna happen. I can't see the like the Angels and Mike Trout are. They just like go hand in hand. They really do. They re, the Angels, Mike Trout, and not making the playoffs. <laughs> All those three go hand in hand in hand. Oh unfortunately. man. Yeah, I hate it too. Like I'm not trying to like I, that. It sucks. I wanted him to be in the playoffs so bad, especially like after the World Baseball Classic. Like he hasn't played in a very in a meaningful game like that since his first go around in the playoffs, which was the ALDS back like what twenty thirteen something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like, how many people watch that World Baseball Classic final? It's probably got like. I wonder what the rating was on that. That was like honestly was to me, high. that was probably like the most exciting baseball moment of the year, and it didn't even happen. It happened before the season started. Absolutely. You couldn't have even drawn it up any any more perfect. Like Shohei against Trout for the last out of the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, that was insane. That stuff like people would have... Yeah, people say that before the World Baseball Classic even started. That'd be a sick ending. Like no one actually thought it would actually happen. I don't think. No. You, like so many things have to go a certain way to have that exact matchup with a game on the line. This guy yeah. versus this guy. Um, cause who knows, like the way things could have worked out, like Otani could have started that game, right? Like maybe you have that matchup early on. Um, yeah. Either one of those teams could have just not made the final. 
Yeah, it's crazy. It all just worked out. And yeah, I was like glued to my seat watching that happen. That was insane. I was too. I I only I didn't even have cable at the time, but I don't I don't know how I ended up watching it live. I think someone was streaming it on Twitch illegally, and I was like, <laughs> I gotta catch this. I gotta catch this. Like this is something that's never gonna happen again. Yeah, it was a it was amazing to watch. And then yeah, this, it was amazing. It's really sad that those two. You know, it's highly likely now with Otani being a free agent, but like that they never played a, not even one playoff game together, uh, let alone like made a run or anything. Two of the best baseball talents of that we're ever going to see in our sad. lifetimes, at least. Very sad. I feel sad. Very for sad. Now, like Angel, Angels fans, because like what's that? It's like four years in a row where it's like preseason expectations are high, and they usually start out pretty well, and then it's just like. Straight, yeah, straight down yeah, the they dumps. got some good players. It seems like they can never put it together. I, I thought they had a good shot this year at winning maybe like ninety games. Nope, decent, decent little roster. <clears throat> I, I don't think they have a great farm system right now either. I yeah. So it's like, know. what are we looking for? What are they looking forward to right now? Let's see. Let's see. I'm pulling up their top top 100 prospects <laughs> or the MLB's top 100 prospects on MLB.com right now. Seems like none of them. I don't know if it's like, like the most reliable. Like they had like a couple of the young guys did well. Like uh, what's that catcher? The young catcher. What's his name? Ohoppy. Um, uh, uh, Ohoppy oh, oh, and like Zach Nito. Yeah. Like those kids did, did pretty well this year. Um, yeah, I like those kids. Uh, Nolan I, Shen, well, yeah, he's 98 guy. on, yeah, he's 21 years old, 98 on the top 100 list. He had a decent little year, you know. I mean, only 29 games, but he hit 275 on bases, 402, 330 slugging though. That's not that's pretty low. So he only had one home run and 109 at bats, and first base is not somewhere where you're like, yeah, I'll take a guy who hits five to ten home runs in a year. Yeah, but he didn't really strike out that much. Nineteen, he had less less strikeouts than walks. So I mean, that's encouraging to see, albeit a small sample size. Yeah, it's hard to judge. That's the only one like, I saw. Twenty nine games at the end of the year for a twenty one year old and a non contending team. It's really hard to. Yeah, who knows League what that's going to translate to? Like, well, that was like I don't know. Do you hear about David Schneider, the guy the Jays brought up? Who went yes, on a tear? Yes. He had, I think, it went down as like the his first twelve or fifteen games. He had like the highest OPS ever um, in the history of the MLB here since all that stuff. That's was nuts. Uh, and then he ended the season, I think, zero for thirty. It's crazy, like, man. Because you just like, oh, they find the holes in his swing, and uh, but we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of hype around him, and hopefully next year. Maybe we'll get a full season of him. Uh, Would love to see that. Love to see that. Was he even like a high, highly touted prospect? No. Before coming up? He was an out of nowhere guy who was leading our AAA team in homers. uh, Got called up to come help us out. And then, yeah, went went yard in his first AB off James Paxton. And this went went nuts for three weeks. Basically... He, he like a he played a big part. We we brought a few guys up at the end of the year, uh, 
like him, Ernie Clement, and this kid Spencer Horwitz, they all played a pretty big part down the stretch. Um, and the Jays kind of doing doing uh, doing well. The one thing I'll say is, I man, like I don't know if it's a hitting coaches or if it was um, because of the like the robo umps and stuff in the minors, but like those kids, they came in and they they had good approach. So we'll see what happens That's awesome. next year, but. Need more of that. Need more of good approaches, man. Yeah, more good need, approaches. Well, after last year, we need anything that's going to work. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Like, what? Do, what do the Braves change for next year? I mean, like, what? What Dude, can you change? I don't know. What, it's, how can it's that team nothing. get better? It's, you, you can't. You, you can't. Gotta, and if you do, like, it's crazy. You just it's gotta crazy what? if you can get better off of that. Just play better at the just right do time. The same thing. I think so. Or maybe they got to win less games to maybe keep that fire going. But it just seemed like they were clicking, <laughs> clicking on all cylinders. Gotta, like maybe just even going through the motions. Like yeah. you know they're going to put up runs in the first inning most likely. Like how can you build off of a year if you're Matt Olson or Ronald Acuna or like most of the guys on the lineup? How do, how is that year something you build on? It's like I can hope to replicate that. Hopefully, I can be, come within 80% of that year if you're Ronald Acuna. If you go 30-60 again or 30-50 again, it's probably a great year. Yeah. And like, you even hit a little bit, yes. Like, shoot for the wild card series so that you don't have any days off at the end of the year. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, a body in motion stays in motion. You all need to stay, stay <laughs> playing games. Stay playing games. You're going to be all right. I feel like the Jays would have done better no if off. they would have had five days off. But... I also don't think that because we were just doomed from the start last year. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the the time off is why the Braves lost. Like I think it might have altered their timing, but oh, you at the same time, it ran into the Phillies factors. who were just the Phillies were on team a of destiny at the time. They were, they were the, the team, team of destiny yeah. for a couple of weeks. Crazy, crazy. I mean, they took down the Marlins. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Team of Destiny. But still, like, they looked so good in that wild card series against the Marlins. I know it's the Marlins, but still, they looked really good. And then the first game just shutting down the Braves. They looked like, really I good think it, all the way up until looked, game six against the Diamondbacks. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. And Ranger, I think it's because they weren't even facing Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler in game one. They're like, oh, Ranger Suarez, def- definitely hitting this guy. Definitely putting up runs in the first like we've done all year. That's not the case. Ranger Suarez did very, very well, pitched very, very well. How can you argue that? Zero runs against the best all- offense of all time, pretty much. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Crazy, and now their uh, their starting rotation looks pretty weak next year. As of right now, they got Max Free or Freed, Strider, and Charlie Morton top three, but the last two spots, Kyle Wright's out for the whole year in twenty four. Um, AJ Smith Shaver looked really good in his brief time. He gave up seven home runs in twenty five innings, though, so that's quite alarming. But he's still very, very young. That's something that will get better, I think. But I really hope they go out and get a starting pitcher. 
Well, you know, they're going to do something because they always do. Yes, they will the, do something. The Braves don't love, just go uh, around and not sign people to come play for them. So yeah, or they, trade. They make trades. I don't. I don't know if they sign anyone crazy. I remember someone drew up a hypothetical about trading Max Free to the to the Padres for Max Freed and uh, some other guys in a package for Musgrove and Juan Soto. And I was like, oh man, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I would rather them extend Max Freed, but if they can't do that, that's something I'd be on board with. Yeah, that'd be pretty. And I love Max Freed. I wonder if the Padres, what it's going to take or if they move Soto at all this year. Like if they keep him, I don't think he's going to move this off season. And if they do well, like if they're, you know, leading the division, second in the division at the all at the trade deadline, do they do they keep them? Make that push? Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like you have to. At that point, yeah. You have to at that point. That's why like they might try to trade him this offseason. I th- I think I'm on I think I'm on the team that they trade. I'm on team trading Soto this offseason. Mostly because I want to see chaos. I want to <laughs> see like the I want to see the stove on high. Oh yeah, it's way more I exciting. See that. So exciting, so exciting. It was exciting last year with all the shortstop free agents. It doesn't seem like a really deep class of free agents. Like it's Otani, and then just a some lot de- of empty yeah, space. Some decent pitching, and, and everyone then- else. Uh, yeah, I mean, and no, nobody's going to, I don't think anybody, especially anybody like big is going to sign it until Otani, until the Otani ball drops. Like, I don't think anything happens yeah. really. You'll get maybe some of those kind of like secondary players or, you know, maybe some relief arms yeah. and stuff like that, that get moved or signed, but maybe like Eddie Rosario signed somewhere off mm-hmm. the rip that one of those secondary signings is going to like determine what the market is. Like, have you seen some of the projections? Because I saw, oh, I saw Jordan Montgomery. Stuff. Yeah, like six years, 150 mil or something for Jordan Montgomery. I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, he did very well in, in his time on the Rangers, but like, I, I think he's going to get paid. But, dude, that's a lot of money for Jordan Montgomery. He's not going to strike a lot of guys out. And, like, I don't know if he misses spots. He's getting, he's yeah. having a rough start. Who knows if he if he's figured it out? Maybe, <laughs> I mean, if before the season people were, were looking at the Jays' pitching contracts and they're like, "What are these guys doing? Who's handing out this money to yeah. Jose Barrios and you know all that?" And then at the end of the year, like, "Oh man, these guys are like almost a bargain at <laughs> the price." That yeah, I know. I, so a lot of people are saying that about Charlie Morton too. They just uh, the Braves just picked up his option for twenty mil, and they're like, "That is so expensive," but then it's like. Jordan Montgomery is going to get 25-30. Yeah. And so that becomes a bargain at that point. Like, you're absolutely right. And Morton's still, like, been decent. Like, he's still a viable starter. Yeah, when when he pitches, he's pretty good. He was a little bit wild this year. A little bit ham on the walks, I think. But I don't think it was much worse than uh, last year. Yeah, he's uh he's gonna be forty next year. So, but still, I don't even care how old you are. Like on a one year deal, it doesn't even matter. <clears throat> there are no like no such thing as a bad one year deal, or so they say. 
So as long as it doesn't limit them on spending in free agency, then I'm I'm more than happy having Charlie Morton. Yeah, I don't think it will. the Braves are going to be fine. They'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be. They still I'm trying to I set mean, the. You still have such yeah. a good offense. Like, who cares about looting Eddie, losing Eddie Rosario? Really? Yeah, um, like, I, it's basically I don't really care about everyone else is back, right? And you'll get, you know. Yep, everyone else is back. They have Orlando RC on a. <laughs> he's making three million dollars a year. There you go. That is nuts. I mean, gave him that extension before the season started, I believe, but still, like, crazy to have a halt or um, an all star making three million dollars a year, or I think it's two million actually. That is nuts to me. That's crazy. He's he's gonna be. Uh, the amount of bang for your buck right there is crazy. But I'm excited to have our little free agent prediction. Oh, yes, yes. That is going to be great. As well as like talking about uh, who we think, who we want most on our teams. We'll have to put some thought into it. We will. Absolutely. And that'll be next time. That'll be next time, folks. Next time on At The Dish, we'll get Noob and Tangle. We'll talk about some free agency predictions and, uh, you know, where we think, you know, some of the big guys will go, where we think some of the smaller guys will go, and who we think that our teams are going to go after. Maybe by then, somebody will assign somewhere. Who knows? It's a little, it's early still. Baseball, baseball uh, free agency kind of gets dragged out compared to other sports, so... You never know, but once thing once the dominoes start falling, I think things will go quickly after that. I agree. It'll be fun to watch, man. It's always fun to speculate. Oh, I'm excited. You Me know, too, man. It's the off season, but uh, we're gonna have a lot to talk about, everyone. So appreciate everybody who tuned yep. in. This podcast should be available everywhere, pretty much YouTube. Um, all the podcast places, Everywhere. Apple, Google, yep. Spotify, the black market, probably black. <laughs> if you're into that. Yeah. Well, you can find it on Laserdisc, um, eight track. Absolutely. Vinyl. Yes. Don't forget about vinyl. <laughs> Absolutely. How could you set tapes? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. It's man. been great. Great first episode. Hell Thanks yeah. for everyone tuning in. All right. Appreciate you all. All right. Peace out. Later. Later.